Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about freeing yourself from your mind. More to come on that in a moment, but first, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. So many people are often curious to hear what the biggest insight is that I've gotten from my meditation practice. They specifically want to hear what the biggest insight is when you spend many months in silent practice meditating hours per day. And there's lots that came up there for sure. But one of the biggest insights still to this day that has come from my meditation practice came from maybe the first couple hours of me ever meditating while I was in college, lying on my dorm room bed, just trying to focus on my breath, and then watching thoughts come and go, and then bringing my attention back to the breath. That very simple practice was the first time that I saw that I could watch my thoughts rather than being caught up in my thoughts, or having to react to my thoughts, or taking my thoughts as truth, or me. Prior to that, it's hard to even know how I was orienting to my thoughts, but I know I didn't have freedom there. I know I was swept around by them, caught up in whatever they would tell me. I felt bad when they were judgmental. I felt good when they were positive. Mostly, I'd say I was oblivious to it all, and it was just operating in the background. And so here I was for the first time seeing that there was a way to become, or better to say, anchor into the observer of these experiences rather than caught in the experiences themselves, these experiences being thoughts. That simple recognition really opened the door of a deeper inquiry into who am I? Who am I if I'm not my thoughts? And what is the potential to find even more freedom from myself? More freedom from the aspects of my experience that I have felt bound by, tormented by, or that I've just taken as a fact of my life and hope that it gets better or try to make the arrangement of internal experiences better so that I feel better about it. Here, there was a totally new way of relating to my experience that fundamentally changed the experience just by being an observer to the thoughts. Now, granted, I don't want to oversell that, although there's an argument to be made that it could be oversold and it wouldn't be considered being oversold because the truth is you can reach tremendously, profoundly, and even complete inner freedom by anchoring more and more into the observer of your experience, the observer of your thoughts, rather than the thoughts of the experience themselves. So when people say things like, well, mindfulness isn't a panacea, I'm always like, yeah, 
of course, in the way that you're orienting to it of like, just be present or um, take a, a mindful breath or, you know, enjoy your coffee while you're sipping on it. It's like, yeah, of course, that's not a panacea. And even doing like uh, an eight week MBSR course, mindfulness based stress reduction and meditating, you know, a bit each day. Yeah, that's not going to be a panacea. But if you really look at the heart of and the root of this practice and where it's trying to get you and the tradition that it's embedded in, it's like, well, in a sense, it's it can be very close to a panacea. Because if you look at the source of all of your suffering, it comes from how you relate to your moment-to-moment experience. And what mindfulness addresses and the larger tradition surrounding it is how you relate to and how you shift your relationship to your moment-to-moment experience. And you can get better and better and better at doing that such that the torment that you usually experience dissolves. This is where deep peace comes from in your experience where you are no longer identified with, overly identified with, swept around by the fluctuating aspects of your experience. And the biggest one there in my experience that creates the most amount of torment is the thinking mind. And, you know, this is something that obviously you can spend a lot of time with or you can spend a little bit of time with, just like anything. And the more time you spend with it or practice developing a different relationship, the more benefit you'll get. But I've often found for myself and for my students, even just these momentary shifts in awareness, or we could say momentary re-anchoring into awareness, can be quite profound when it comes to creating some inner space. Even as I'm going throughout the day and I'm you know, working on my computer, it's very easy to get absorbed in the thing you're working on and uh, for your worldview to now be oriented to that and you're compressing to try to make it happen and it just creates some angst in the system. But periodically just zooming out, watching the thoughts moving through the mind of this needs to get done, what if this doesn't work? And I like to just say, hello, thought. Nice to see you, thought. Goodbye, thought. Watching it come and go. And that some I think I first heard that way of relating to thoughts from the teacher Vidyamala Birch, who wrote the book, You Are Not Your Pain. Uh, and she she says, hello, thought. Thank you, thought. Goodbye, thought. And, and I like that as a way of orienting to the thinking mind. But it could even just be these simple reminders of watching your mind thinking as if you were eavesdropping on someone's conversation in the coffee shop, or you were just watching your brain have a conversation with yourself. You can do that pretty quickly. It might take some practice to first develop the ability to anchor into that awareness, but once you have it, then it's just these momentary reminders of, oh yeah, all of this, everything that's moving through me that feels so strong, so powerful, so true you know it's it's most of it's just mental activity just oh it's a thought and watch it comes and it goes and that leads to another one oh it comes and it goes and so you start watching those fluctuations and riding the waves of the energy of it rather than than 
feeling like you are it, it creates space. I find just, uh, you know, for me now, I can do that very quickly. And in a matter of like 10 seconds, things start to shift. But it used to be a few minutes. And I think that's still a short period of time to be able to re-anchor yourself. So try that out today when you find yourself caught in those thoughts. Just zoom out as if you were watching your mind talking to itself or as if the narrative in your mind was someone else's conversation. And then you just say, hello, thought. Thank you, thought. Goodbye, thought. Or smile at it. Just anything that indicates there's a different relationship to the experience and you're not taking it so personally. And so the topic of working with thoughts is a big one. We've just scratched the surface here in terms of one of the ways we shift our relationship to the thinking mind. Uh, However, there's a lot more to it and there's a lot of nuances and edges that arise as maybe you've experienced yourself. And I've been getting a lot of questions. It's like one of the most popular things that comes up in my DMs on Instagram is trying to work with the thinking mind or how do I know which thoughts to follow, which ones are wisdom thoughts, which ones are ego thoughts coming from fear, how do I think positively. And so I've put this off for a while, but it is finally time that I'm going to be doing an eight-week intensive on this topic of working with thoughts. We're going to meet every week for a two-hour block, and that's going to be the core education. This will start October 26th. And then, and this is the big the big addition to this, and I've never done anything like this before, I'm going to be offering daily live meditations for all course participants alongside the core content so that you're not only getting the education but we are putting that in practice day after day after day and each day is building on itself so that by the end of it you have built this internal scaffolding this psycho-emotional infrastructure that has a transformed relationship to thoughts So I am orienting to this so that on the other side of it, you just have a totally different relationship to your thinking mind and a complete toolkit or a a much more complete toolkit for working with this so that uh, your life isn't the same moving forward. Because that's been my experience with learning to work with thoughts. It fundamentally shifts your entire life and there's a lot of layers to that that I've navigated myself that... I feel very equipped to talk about this topic in in quite a comprehensive way that I don't think you get in other spaces, mainly because I've just been an annoying student to all my teachers, and I was like, all right, that was good for that reason, but you didn't answer this question, so then I had to figure that out. I was like, that was good for that reason, filled in that gap, but didn't answer this question, so I had to figure that out, and that's just basically been the last decade of my life very intensively, so I'm going to be sharing that all with you. If you are interested, the link is in the show notes. It's at coreymascara.com forward slash course. You can learn about everything that's included there. Um, It starts October 26, 2022, and will go until early December. So you do have to sign up soon. There's bonus content. You'll get immediate access to that if you want to start diving in uh, as soon as you sign up. And um, yeah, would would love for you to be part of this experience because one, I'm not going to run this course again. This won't be available for purchase afterwards. Everything will be recorded for all participants moving forward. 
Um, but this is a unique offering and I've never done anything like this, especially on this topic. So uh, check it out. Again, coreymiscara.com forward slash course. Link is also in the show notes. Hope to have you there. Thanks for listening. Lots of love. Thank you for your practice. And until next time, take care.